Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, my good friend, Lindsey Crosby. How are you? Man, I am great. I am very excited. Um, We made it through a great weekend. It's been good. Let's do this week. Yes, absolutely. Before we jump into the uh, the ton of Auburn news that we have, I I want to make an announcement for the pod. Our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery are back. We uh, have reached a uh, we got a, a partnership going with them again, and I am pumped. I am absolutely pumped. I mean, who doesn't love Fetch Me? You know what I'm saying? That's absolutely right. Like, listen. It's easy to find good restaurant food. It's not easy to find good restaurant food that is quick to get to your house and has the same quality as a restaurant. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. I mean, there's so many times where I've gotten things delivered and I get to it and it's like either all jumbled up or it's cold. Fetch Me has that down. No, uh, There's no doubt about it. Couldn't agree more. From what I know about them, they go out of their way. We get fast, accurate, Curtis... You know, Curtis delivery or takeout ordering, um, the drivers alert you when there's a delay. And I love the special bags. Cold food stays hot, right. cold, hot food stays hot because they use these bags. I love it. Yep, absolutely. And they're able to control the uh, the whole process because they're all Fetch Me employees. And obviously, uh, Auburn football weekends are one time that Fetch Me Go local mantra is put to the test with so many alumni in town and tailgating house parties and all of that stuff. They have everything under control. Right now, Fetch Me has a special offer for Locked On Auburn podcast listeners. Go to FetchMeDelivery.com and use the promo code LOCAL and you'll get $10 off your next order. Any order greater than $35. Now, for a family of uh, you know a three like mine, I mean, that goes a long way. A family of four like your situation, Lindsay, uh, that $10 off would be outstanding. So, uh, we'll also include the link to all of that in our show notes. We love Fetch Me and glad that we are back in partnership with them. All right, so over the weekend, Lindsey Crosby, Caden Story has announced his commitment to the Auburn Tigers. And it sounds like it was a silent commitment like the past month or so. This coaching staff had known about it, but he um, he wanted to do it on August 1st to honor his close friend, Quay Houston, who apparently passed away on August 1st, and uh, they, you know, 247 Sports shared a video with him talking um, about him, and, you know, there were shots of him and his family kind of next to um, his, I guess that was his graveside marker. So, I mean, pretty pretty sad story, but it's cool that he is being honored, and Caden uh, is able to honor his friend. Caden's um, older brother, Christian Story, is a safety for Alabama. I know that worried some Auburn fans, you know, could Alabama play that card and kind of, you know, convert him? Um, you know, to the dark side. Doesn't sound like they did. Obviously, he announced that he was going to go to Auburn. Lynette Kid, just 30 minutes away from Auburn. There's a lot to like about this. Oh, yeah, also, he's 6'4", 260-plus, and uh, can play multiple uh, multiple positions on the defensive front. Yeah, getting this guy was big for Auburn for a few reasons. One, like you said, he's right up the road. You have to own your own backyard. But then his his final few options were Auburn and UCF mm-hmm. and you can't you can't let yourself lose a recruit that's so close to home to go to your former coach's new place mm-hmm. a state and a half away so getting a kid 
who is local, who's got great rankings. He's our highest recruit in this class as of right now. Right. Um, you know, who can play so many different positions and has the potential to put on significant weight and strength. I mean, this is a big get for Auburn. This is probably the biggest recruiting win that Brian Harson's had since he's gotten planes. Yep, it is. It is. I mean, especially out of, you know, high school kids. If you want to put Donovan Kaufman or, you know, Roberts, he's getting Robertson from Georgia. I mean, he's had some wins in the in the transfer portal, but as far as recruiting recruiting wins out of high school, I think it is the biggest. And I mean, this is a guy that I mean, you look at the defensive front for Auburn this year. They're going to lose a bunch of guys. They're going to lose a bunch of dudes after the end of the season because the guys are just going to be out of eligibility. Truesdale is um is, is one guy, obviously. Tony Fair would be another guy, obviously. And so it'll be fun to see who steps up this year. But as of right now, like he's got a path to playing time pretty early in his career. And so I'm sure that was part of the conversation. Um we love defensive line coach Nick Eason on this podcast. We haven't talked about him in a while, but this is a big win. This is a really, really, you know, I mean, this is a, he's got a chance to be the face of this class. I don't think he's going to be because I think Austin is going to be the, 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 the face of this class because he is like recruiting dudes like it's his job. It's amazing. So uh, there's a lot to like about how this class has come together over the last three or four weeks. You're starting to feel some real solid momentum uh, for the Auburn Tigers and Brian Harson is um, is figuring all this out, Lindsay, uh, and that is exciting. So they're still um, they're still 14th in the SEC per the two four seven Sports Composite rankings, and, uh, and across the whole country, they are still 59th. So regardless of momentum, it's like you still got a long way to go. Going back a bit into what you talked about, uh, he specifically said one of the big reasons he chose Auburn was Nick Eason. You know, uh, just his experience of playing and coaching in the NFL and having the ability to let a guy like that come in and mold you, tell you what to work on to get to the league is a big thing, he said, that drove him to pick Auburn. But, yeah, like we've been saying for weeks now, uh, give Harson and staff some time. Don't freak out about where the class is. It's continuing to get better. Are we going to get to a top two or three class in the SEC this season? No. We're not going to do that, but we're not going to stay at 12. Give this team, give this coaching staff time to go out, make the visits, get their calls, get guys on campus now that we can do that. And we're, we don't need to worry about, are we even going to bring in a class that's good enough to be competitive? We're definitely going to do that. This yeah. is a great sign going forward. And the quality of player is fine. It's just, it's the quantity that's concerning. And so once they get that number that is currently at eight, to a, you know, a little bit higher once the season starts. And it sounds like they're going to be in a good situation to do that. I mean, they could get three or four, four more guys before the season starts. And in fact, I would be surprised if they did not do that. And um, yeah, I, I think I think you're starting to feel some positive momentum um, in regards to Auburn recruiting. So Caden's story, um, glad he's staying home. You mentioned that briefly, but Harson said that multiple times in his opening presser. It didn't really feel like Gus Malzahn did that. So Harson, um, he's got an Auburn High kid. He had an Opa like a kid, uh, Jarrell Stinson before he decommitted. Got a Lynette kid, and um, yeah, he'll get more. He'll get more for sure. He's hitting Montgomery hard as well. So, lot to like there. Lot to like. Absolutely. Today's show brought to you by our friends. At Built Bar, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, orange, cookies and cream, 
Tons of great flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar. Calories in these bars ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar. And uh, just like four or five grams of sugar. They're really, really good for you. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You look at those athletes and you tell me that they are doing something that is um, unhealthy, uh, I will call you out on that. So clearly Built Bar knows how to fuel an athlete and to fuel the individual. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Lindsey Crosby moving right along here on this Monday. We have not had a live show or show go up since... um, since the NBA draft. We've had shows go up, but I haven't recorded one since the NBA draft. So both guys went later than I thought they would, which is a shame, but here we are now. So I, I think uh, I think it's fitting to go in order here. So let's start with JT Thor. What are your thoughts on where he went to the, to the Hornets in the second round? Yeah, Charlotte at 37 to me kind of feels like one of the best case scenarios for JT Thor simply because Charlotte is known around the NBA for their player development program for getting guys, you know, he is the youngest person in this entire draft class. I think he's what he's just now turning 19 and Charlotte has, he's, he's still 18. Yeah. Yeah. He's still 18 and Charlotte, you know, has two other centers. Uh, they have some guys who can play both the four and the five. So there's no need for JT Thor to worry about playing time right away. He has time to get in there. He has time to work in the weight room. He has time to work in the practice facility. He has time to get better before he's called to step in and play meaningful minutes in the NBA. It feels like it's a good situation for him. Um, and I think he's, he's going to excel in Charlotte. I think so, too. I, um, I like that. And Justin Ferguson, friend of the show, was the first to tweet this out or the first that I saw. But if there is not a shirt that says the Charlotte Thornets, I'm going to have a major issue with it. What are we even doing here if there's not? Come That's on. what I'm saying, man. That is what I'm saying. Um, all right, Sharif Cooper, he went a little bit later. I mean, and if he wouldn't have gone to Atlanta, it kind of makes you wonder, like, would he even have um, gotten drafted? But he's going to his his uh, his home team with the 48th overall selection. I mean, cutting it close. There's only 60 selections in the draft. But going home to... Um, his city, going home to the city of Atlanta. So, I mean, I, I think despite falling so far, I think the fit's really good. A lot of people compared him to Trey Young. I didn't really see that uh, as much as most people. I see it physically. I don't see it as far as how they play their game and their strengths and weaknesses. But um, Cooper, regardless of where he went, was one of, if not the best passer in this draft. But it's just, I don't know, he just went a lot later than a lot of people thought. And so... We'll see. We will see how he does, and we'll see how Atlanta values him. As far as you know, do they do they park him on the you know the end of their their roster? Do they put him in the G League? I don't know the answer to that yet, but it will be fun to follow. And also, I mean, he's going to sell a lot of jerseys in Atlanta. Auburn fans will go to Atlanta multiple times a year to see him. I will personally once he's called up and if he's playing on that roster. Um, you and I talked about it. Uh, on Friday on Auburn Oplaca this morning, you said you it's been a long time since you've been to an NBA game and you consider going at this point. Yeah. I mean, like the way I'm looking at it now, if the Magic or the Cavs are in Atlanta, I can catch two Auburn four, former Auburn players at once. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to catch Sharif. I'm going to try to catch, you know, Isaac, Isaac Okoro or Chuma Okiki. 
The thing about Atlanta to me for Sharif is he's not going to be asked to step in right away and run things. Uh, I think he probably, the biggest thing for him is going to be summer ball. What does he do in summer ball? How does his shooting look in summer ball? If he gets up there and shows that he can contribute uh, in ways besides just passing, I think he'll have a chance to actually make it on the roster and get you know, meaningful minutes with the second team this upcoming season. If he struggles um, with a shooting stroke and he struggles to get into a rhythm during the summer, I think you'll see him spend some time in the G League um, working on his shot. If, if that was the case, I'd put him at the two and I'd make him shoot. Like, we know you can pass. We know you can do this. We want to see you practice shooting, practice learning, you know, how to get open looks at the NBA level so that we can put you on the Hawks roster. It'll be interesting to see how they handle them. That would definitely be an interesting approach, but I get where you're coming from there. This show brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game this upcoming season. Go to betonline.ag, head to the website, use your mobile device, your desktop, your laptop, whatever it may be, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Lindsay, I want to talk about this list. And somebody tagged me in this. And uh, it's this account called Sixth Year Sports. And they put up a YouTube video as well. But uh, the graphic that they tweeted, top 10 players, there's an Auburn graphic. Bo Nix is very large on the graphic. And this is his top 10 players. I assume it's a gentleman. This person's top 10 players at Auburn. I have to be honest. Based off the graphic, I am not going to go watch that video. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the graphic looks good. The content is like, what? What's going on here? All right. So at 10, Tyron Truesdale. Um, I love Tyron Truesdale, but he is not a top 10 player on this roster. I don't think he's anywhere close to it. Number nine, tight end, Elijah Canyon. <laughs> yes, noted University of Auburn fighting War Eagles tight end, Elijah Canyon <laughs> is our ninth best player. What? What oh, are, man. Yeah. Yikes. Major yikes. Uh, maybe he changed position, didn't tell us. I don't see that to be the case, but yikes. Um, at eight, cornerback, Nehemiah Pritchett. Okay, that's fine. Seven, seven defensive end, Colby Wooden. He should be much higher. Six, Bo Nix. Okay. Five, offensive tackle, Broderius Ham. What? I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I like Ham, and I've grown a lot. Uh, you I, bought I've, a shirt. Yeah. Like, he may be a top 10 player on this roster. Maybe we're being too hard of him, on him, but he is not a top five player. On this roster, he's the high. He's the only offensive lineman on this list, and he is nowhere near. Like I don't think he's anywhere close to being the best offensive lineman on this team. If he's our best offensive lineman this year, we are in trouble. And I say that with all respect to Darius Ham. If he is our best offensive lineman this year, it's going to be a long season, friends. Number four is linebacker Zacoby McLean. Okay, that that's fine. Number three is um, cornerback Roger McCreary. I think anything lower than two for McCreary is, is wrong, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, number two is Smoke Monday. 
my opinions are all over the place on Smoke Monday. He's not the second best player on this team. And the number one is running back Tank Bigsby. Totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. But uh, Noah and Papo on this list, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, this um, Dave Schultz tagged me in this. And is like, you know, what are your thoughts? And I just sent back, yikes. <laughs> just sent back, yikes, to the whole thing. Who looks at Elijah Canyon, 6'4", 214 pounds, and says, yeah, that guy should be a tight end? I mean, he's a big receiver, but he shouldn't be a tight end. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just receivers are bigger than they used to be. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. The whole thing, other than the, the Elijah Canyon injury, the whole thing kind of feels like we just looked over the upperclassmen and glanced at some stat sheets and said, all right, let's just pull some names from this. Yeah. Bills, yeah, he's a he's a senior on the defensive line. He's probably pretty important. Let's grab him. But you would put I'm saying you in general, like I would put I would put fair above Truesdale. Like if I had to put a defensive tackle on this list, but Colby wouldn't is um right, you don't have to. But I'm saying if I did. Yeah. Um but yeah, Owen Papo being like one of the guys that went to media days, not being on this is pretty eye opening to me. So, and there's something different if you put this list out. I mean, it's still wrong, but if you put it out in like June or even right after spring camp, it's like, okay, all right, that's fine. But after media days, to be like, hey, they brought that guy, but he's obviously not good enough to be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably brought him as a favor or something. It's just, it's very funny to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And if they were going by like experience or, you know, things like that, I would be like, well, Nick Brahms should be on here. Then Brandon council should be on here. Then if you're going by analytics, um, Jalen Simpson should be on here or uh Tayshaun Manning. He scored really well with the, you know, the PFF grades and things like that. There just doesn't seem to be a consistent grading metric here. That's the hard part. I can't I can't even figure out how they got the list. I don't know how you can look at anything and be like, Smoke Monday's the second best player on this team. And I know that we love Smoke. We as an Auburn fan base love Smoke Monday, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think we overhype Smoke Monday sometimes. I'm just putting that out there. Is that Am I saying he's bad? No. No, he is a good SEC safety. But he is not the second best player on this team. And, like, I don't think he's... Smoke may not make my top 10 if I'm ranking the, you know, the top 10 players on this roster. I don't know if I'd put Smoke on there. Am I being too hard on him? Maybe. It just it, it seems like he was lost a lot when it, in certain coverages last year. But once again, maybe I'm being too hard on him. But if you're just if if you casually watch Auburn football and you're putting a list together like Smoke Monday is a well-known name because you hear that name once and it's just like that sticks with you because it's so brandable yeah. and it's so awesome. But it's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I would think that Sean Shivers would be a top 10 player on this roster. Once again, maybe I'm like super inconsistent with how I'm looking at this stuff, but there's just a lot of dudes that it's like, yeah, I feel like they should get a look before, you know, the Truesdales of the world. If you're doing the list based off of like name recognition and highlight big plays, there's no way you don't have Sean Shivers on this list. Xavier McKinney's helmet is in orbit. Right. There's like there's no way that guy doesn't make the list if you're doing this off of 
highlights and who the average fan's going to have seen on SportsCenter. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how they got this. You know, if you were going off preseason a watch list, there's guys you're missing off of here. It's There's no logic to it. It does tell me, though, that I'm not going to bother dealing with six-year sports anymore. I don't even know who they are, but. Yeah, tag six-year sports on Twitter and be like, what are you thinking? Or if you agree with them, tell them it's a great list. If you agree with them, actually message me on Discord because I just genuinely want to talk about it. The guy's name is Joe. Shout out to Joe. I'm sure Joe's great. Shout out, Joe. And he has a YouTube video that goes along with it. So support Joe. Or don't. Whatever. No pressure. Whatever. You got anything else going on in the world of Auburn sports right now? SUNY Lee's won a couple of medals. Very excited to have her. I hope you have your gymnastics season tickets because they're out. They're gone. They have sold out. A thousand season tickets sold on Thursday after she won. That's amazing. I logged in Thursday morning to make sure that ours renewed. Uh, But the mistake I made is we had two season tickets and then we used the kids club to get the kids in. Mm. But if it's a sellout, they don't have tickets left for the kids club. So my wife and my daughter will get to go, but like, I'm not going to get to go with the boy because we only have two tickets. Right. But it's fine. We renewed. I made sure we were renewed. As soon as I saw she won a gold medal, I'm like, let me make sure we renewed those. No, good for you. Good so for you. So we're good you. to go. Yeah, I mean, there's several people that, like, I talked to that have never been to an Auburn gymnastics meet, and they have, like, six tickets now. It's like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, you and- talk about impact on a program. I mean, that is incredible. And they were smart about it because they did a deal where if you bought a family four-pack, it was cheaper than buying, like, three tickets. Like, you know, so, so like they, they were strategic about this. And then Auburn did a really good job about having our head coach be available for interviews about the gymnastics in Tokyo, about what SUNY has done, uh, having him available so that we're getting that marketing towards the program and that attention on the program that she has earned through her performances in Tokyo. So totally very I mean, good move by Auburn. There, there are so many, I mean, all these smaller programs, and the smaller sports are like, please talk about us and please write about us. And like Graba at the drop of the hat, he goes on all the local radio shows, both our shows as well as our, our competition. I mean, he, he makes the rounds every week where there is a home meet. And if you want him to come on when they're on the road too, he'll, he'll come in earlier in the week and talk about it. He comes on the podcast anytime. He's been on the show two or three times. And he does pressers like crazy. He's done such a good job growing the program. He is a huge reason why gymnastics is the third most uh, attended sport at Auburn. It has surpassed baseball. It, it surpassed softball when softball was in its heyday and all that stuff a few years ago. But you, you see these coaches and they say the same thing. And it's like, I didn't really ask Flo that much. But I, you know, I, I didn't always hear back when I like put a request for like Coach Flo. But like Coach Harris, I've asked the SID like eight times to have her on, and I'm done now. I'm done. Like I'm not going to beg to have you on. But like I would have liked to, especially when it was new and you know, like what made you decide to you know come to Auburn kind of thing. I would have loved to have heard that. Um, and then like Mickey Dean, he always finds an excuse. So it's just, it's just like you know. You want you want us to talk about your programs, but you won't come on. Like I I don't ever I don't ever get that. And it sounds like I'm not the only person in that boat, based on you know other things that I've talked to. But Graba, that guy gets it. That guy gets how to market a program. So props to him. 
100% props to him. And on the mention of basketball, I have to point out, when you are listening to this pod, it is 99 days until tip-off. Okay. Sweet. And we'll be like, was it three days away from um, from fall camp? This is the last pod that we don't have like sports active for, for yeah. you and me. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait, dude. People I, will be in. People will be talking. We made it through an offseason. We survived. Oh, the offseason's over. It's done. It's absolutely Not only done. did we survive, we thrived. We really What's did. What's the number one podcast in the Locked On Sports College Network? Uh, it's us, Locked On Auburn. Thank you for downloading this today. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Lindsey Crosby, where can people find you and hear you, buddy? I am at Auburn Banker on the socials and in the Discord, and I'm with you 7 to 9, Monday through Friday on News Talk WANI. Yes. Tomorrow, it will not be a Charlie Tuesday. Lance Dahl will be filling in for Charlie. So looking forward to that. And then Wednesday, we have a um, War Report Wednesday. So if you liked our conversation with the guys from the War Report last week, we will be having another um, another show with them on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Or be the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. <laughs>